Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Uh, Wheels, we're going to do a mini pod this week. I got a lot of stuff going on. We just discussed some things off air that will not be on air. We should have a Patreon. I joke about this with Rob, but we yeah. should have a Patreon, like because that people would have actually paid a nice amount of money to hear it. It's lit, yeah. But well, I don't but, think you would have been able to say most of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I knew I'd be saying it's it's like a catch-22. If I knew anybody would be listening to it, then I wouldn't be saying it. So. Mm. But you had maybe like yeah you'd uh, you're you're having you're having a week, yeah l- l- like like a, like a three weeks like a month really. You're having a month this th- today. You're having a month. Yeah, I had um I had all my uh, mezuzahs checked today, uh, which is like mm-hmm. the which is the most sort of un-Jewish thing we do. I feel like. What do you mean by un-Jewish? Because it's just such a silly like superstition. So a mezuzah, yeah. for those who don't know, is is the little box that has a little parchment in it that the Jewish people put on their doors. And the idea is that when bad things are happening to you in your life or your family or whatever, you check your mezuzahs. And then everybody has stories about like, yeah, like the person got shot in the heart and then they checked their mezuzah and where it says the word heart, there was like a hole in it and things like that. But it's just, I mean, let's be honest, it's complete superstition. But you did it today. Yeah, I did it because, you know, I'm Jewish and that's what we do. But it just, it, it seems like sort of against, well, sure some yeah, it seems, but yeah, it seems sort of against sort of like the, the, the more intellectual aspects of our faith to sort of, you know, say, well, you know, but anyways, but I did it and we'll find out uh, when the, uh, when the Mazizah man comes back, what, uh, what his judgment is. Okay. So March, as we said, and I, we're dropping this episode at midnight on March 1st. So welcome to March, everybody. It's bracket season. Uh, it's bracket season. We are Every having, podcast I do in March is going to be a bracket. Yeah, we got brackets up the wazoo in this podcast. You're doing brackets in your other podcast if you can manipulate your uh, your wheel. Actually, no, I lied. Yeah, I can't do I can't do a bracket every yeah, week on that one. Can't make but any guarantees. So a few weeks ago, when the AAF started, I was actually shocked to see how many of our listeners were tweeting at me or DMing me or, or Facebooking me or emailing me saying they wanted AAF content. We're a football podcast, and you, being the the East Coast elitist, uh, even though you would think mm-hmm. a, as as a Christian Hackenberg, Nick Folk, uh, Jets fan. You'd be all mm-hmm. into this, but you are super anti-AF. You didn't want to discuss it at all. I actually wasted like a whole day ranking upon request of one of our listeners, every single player in the AF who, who ever played a snap in the NFL. Like there's wasted 150. A whole day. I mean, think about it this way. You have like 365 days in a year. So 3,650 days every decade. Yeah. How many, you know, you don't have not even times 10 in your life, right? Yeah. 
And you are going to spend some of your days on Earth ranking AAF players. Yes, I ranked. Um, so it was every single player who has you ever, ever look up and be like, "Oh, maybe I wasted my whole life." Like, <laughs> it's entirely here. possible. So anyone who's ever been on an active roster on an NFL game day. So that does not include one Christian Hackenberg, by the way. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sometimes you'll come across like there's a guy in Survivor uh, a few years ago, and he was a kicker, and he was on a bunch of preseason teams. Uh, like in camp, but never made a roster, never made a regular season game. How would, if he was being accurate, I'm sure he tells everybody that he was in the NFL. If he was being accurate, how would you say that? Would you say, I was on a team? Because that's accurate. He was certainly on teams, right? I mean, I've worked with guys who have said that they are, you know, that they were played in the NFL. And when I've looked them up, they were like not drafted and they got invited to like, you know, like pre-training camp in July. Well, that's the, you might not even be on a roster there if you just get invited yeah. to that in that like April camp. But let's say yeah, you but, make but it to got, the ninety. But they man. got a check, I think. Yeah, they got paid. But what if you make it to the ninety-man roster? If you get paid, so hold on. If you get paid by an NFL team, well, I think the the workout guys probably get some. Yeah, and you're titled as player. You know, you're not working in the front office or as a trainer. Can then you, you say you can I played say, in the NFL though? If you just practiced. Well, you were an NFL player. Yeah, you played in the NFL. Right, that's sure. what I'm saying. There's a lot of semantics. Like, I was an NFL player, maybe. I played in the NFL, no. I think... Well, I you, think you did regu- play. You I didn't think, play in a game, but you played. I think there's a you regular practiced. season... Well, how about this? Yeah. What if you made a team, but you never played? Like, you were the third-string quarterback, but you were never even active. Well, so that, so that gets into how I made my list here. So I looked up every single player on an AAF roster, and thank God there's only 10 teams, so it wasn't that bad. Uh, excuse me, there's only eight teams, so it wasn't that bad. And also the rosters are pretty small. So I typed every mm. single name on an, on an AAF roster, and this is as of three weeks ago, so I don't even know, what, you know if it's updated now. But before mm-hmm. week one, I looked up every name in profootballreference.com, and a lot of guys have a Pro Football Reference page because they were they tried out or something like that. But I only counted yeah. a guy if he actually had an NFL team listed as the team that he was on. Which means that so Christian Hackenberg does not, for example, because he never actually played or even dressed for a Jets game. Well, that's fascinating because there are very few guys probably in league history. I mean, I'm sure there are guys, but like he was on the roster every day for two years. But he was never he never stepped foot on a field and he was never even the backup, I don't think, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of guys. There's other quarterbacks, for example, Dustin Vaughn on the San Antonio Commanders and Aaron Murray on the Atlanta Legends. Um, mm-hmm. Dustin Vaughn was on the Cowboys, Aaron Murray was on the Chiefs. Aaron Murray was probably a backup at some point. Well, they never played in a game, but they at least yeah, I'm you know sure were in- Murray was their back Murray might have even been their backup for a whole season. Well, he never played a game. So Right, because Smith I think probably took every snap. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I think I I think uh, Murray was the backup one year. But he never even came in for a kneel or anything like that. So, yeah. right. So anyway, so I ranked all these guys, and then what I did because it's bracket season, we don't want to talk about 150 guys because it's really boring. But I went through and I, I took sort of of my rankings the top 16. It's not the top 16 overall, but the top 16 who are guys who there's any chance you might have heard of. So you're going to turn this into a bracket, and this is a little bracket. I sent it to you. Go look at your G chat. Okay, and, this and is the stupidest thing we've yeah. ever done. I'm just well, saying this. Well, uh, we've done a lot of stupid things. So you're going to tell me, who is the better NFL player? So the number one versus the number 16 matchup is Nick Folk, your former kicker. And number 16 is Charles Johnson, who was a Vikings receiver. Uh, uh, he had, like, dyed yellow hair. Do you remember Charles Johnson at all? Yeah, he was on the Jets. Yeah, well, I mean, I say that he was on the Vikings, but yeah. He right, but he almost made the Jets this He almost made the Jets this year. Oh, this season, yeah. So, you know, yeah, he, had he, a, came pretty close. he had a decent career. He had 60 receptions, 800 yeah, he's, yards. He's, he's, uh, he's, if you had like seven spots for receiver, he would be, he would be on a team every year. Yeah, now receiver really is like the deepest position in the AAF of NFL alumni for whatever reason. 
I think that makes sense. I th- I think NFL teams don't keep that many receivers. There's a lot of receivers on the street who were yeah. accomplished. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys who I've heard of at receiver. Josh Huff, Quinton Penn, Charles Johnson. And as I go down this list, there's guys I haven't heard of as much. But there's so many guys. Rashad Ross, Freddie Martino, Kalen Clay, Quan Bray. There's like a million. Uh, Jalen Marshall, Dante Dye. No, we haven't heard of any of these guys. But these guys all played yeah, in the so NFL. So, Jalen Marshall uh, was, on, was the on the Jets. 14 catches. He also was a kick returner and a punt returner. Well, he was he like has NFL skills. The problem is he fumbles every second time he touches the ball. Not ideal. Like he's one of these guys in the preseason was like, wow, he's going to be like a starter in the NFL, but then he cannot stop fumbling. Like you realize, oh, this is why he didn't get drafted. Now let me ask you a question: Has there is there any player in the AF who was ever a Pro Bowler in the NFL? I'm going to say yes because between special teams, kick returner, and kicker, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, uh, and I just mentioned his name. He was on your team, so you should know the answer. Oh, Nick Falk. Okay. Yeah, Nick Folk made it once, and he was also, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, yeah, Charles Johnson, the only team he played for was the Vikings, but yeah, but he was an employee of the Packers and the Jets, perhaps, but he didn't make their teams. Yeah, that maybe that's how they should say it. Yeah. If you were like <laughs> Tyler Fredrickson, that guy I mentioned, like you should say, I was an employee of whatever, the Raiders, yeah. or whatever team he was on. Not I was, not I played for the Raiders. But my but my position in the office was player, so. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Yeah. So Nick Folk, Nick Folk uh, made a Pro Bowl. He was also a pro football focus, all-NFL team once. And so that's why he's my mm-hmm. number one player. He has the best NFL career of anyone in the AF. And there's a lot of kickers on this list. Mm-hmm. He played. He played 154 games. He, you know, was a was a decent kicker. He has over a thousand points. There's a lot. I mean, there's there's so many kickers. There's Nick Novak, Nick Folk. There's Young Ho Koo, the guy who tried out for the uh, Chargers. Oh, it was yeah, a disaster. Lo- uh, Bill yeah. Simmons guest. Yeah, Nick Rose, who was on uh, uh, Washington and also the Chargers also. And then you got punchers. You got Jeff Locke, Lock, who was on the Vikings. You have uh, Brad Wing, who was on the Giants. You have uh, Colton Schmidt, who was on the Bills. So yeah, a lot of kickers and punters. Because that's the job where if you're the 33rd best in the NF- in the world, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and anyways, and right. one more guy made an all-pro. And this is a guy who I never heard of. Steven Johnson was a pro football-focused special team pro bowler. Okay, I guess that there would be special teams guys. Yeah, he's a linebacker. He's he was on the Broncos, uh, the Titans, the uh, Ravens, and the Steelers. He has one half career sacks, two forced fumbles. Okay. All right. So okay. So who who is the better NFL player or AF player? You can judge it however you want. You're in charge of this bracket. Um, Charles Johnson or Nick Folk? I'm gonna go Folk. I mean, uh, f- first of all, you should have linked to their. If you were doing a good job here, you should have linked to their football reference profile. No, you got to do that. You got to do a little bit of work here. You can Google them. Yeah. Go to their profile. Yeah, on uh, air? Page. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that, the answer is definitely Nick Folk. You I have mean, the Nick bracket. You see what's pro happening. Pro. All right. Now, the next matchup, mm-hmm. the 8-9 matchup, we have a battle between two running backs. So these are two guys who, you know, anybody who's played fantasy has heard of because you definitely all know at one time or another. And one of them was a high-profile uh, quarterback for Michigan in college football. So number eight, we have Zach Stacy of the Rams. Mm-hmm. And number nine, we have Denard Robinson Shoelace. of the Jaguars. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Stacy well, was an actually like a relevant fan- fantasy player, or like, or was a you know at least like an ownable backup. Yeah, Stacy had ten touchdowns, seventeen hundred mm-hmm. yards, and most of that mm-hmm. was in one season. He had an a thousand yard season. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's going to beat a Shoelace Robinson. Robinson's much more famous than he is because because of college, he's a really good, you know, yeah. well known college football player in the Big yeah. Ten, but. Zach right. Stacey's got to win that matchup. So now, let, now let's go to the four thirteen matchup. Uh, the highest profile player in the AF, probably Trent Richardson. Well, as we say this, Johnny Menzel just got kicked out of uh, the CFL today, so he could make so it I to the there's, AF. There's a chance that he uh, he plays. I mean, he's going to ask for a lot of money. So All right. So if he if he signs with the AF, we'll redo this bracket next week. 
but he's not very accomplished as an NFL player. Like he might make the bracket, but he wouldn't win it. But obviously, in terms well, of fame, I'm saying he would. Be. But I mean, I think the point is the threshold's so low here that he's he's. There's no question he would make it. Sure. Yeah. All right. So Trent Richardson had that great rookie season, thousand yards, ten touchdowns. Well, he didn't have a great rookie season. I for mean, fantasy, for he did. Yeah, he averaged three yards. Yeah, exactly. Over fifty passes. He convinced two different like teams to spend a, two different teams spent a first round draft pick on him. Right. Yeah. But he had over 100 career receptions. He had almost 3,000 yards from scrimmage, 19 touchdowns. So he's our four seed. And then our 13th seed is Colton Schmidt, who, you know, again, as I said, we're heavy on the kickers and the punters. So Colton Schmidt was, uh, he's on the Birmingham Iron now, but he was a Buffalo Bill punter for five years. I love the fact uh, Trent Richardson made the the playoffs with the Colts two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four carries, one yard are his career (laughs) playoff numbers. Not great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Trent Richardson there. So even though Colin Schmidt played 21 more games, but uh, Richardson's going to advance. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Trent Richardson uh, yeah. scored a lot of touchdowns. Okay, so we don't, we don't have any upsets yet. Uh, maybe we'll get one here. We got Will Hill is the five mm-hmm. seed against Brad yeah. Wing. So, again, more punters. Are you familiar with Will Hill's work? Do you remember him? Yeah, I don't know. He was on the Giants. I don't know why yeah. he's he was a safety. NFL. He's very young. He was he, a safety on the Giants and the Ravens. He's on the Orlando Apollos You know, you said now. also that, um, that receivers – are deep, but you know safeties as we saw last year when Eric Reed and a bunch of different guys were available all summer. Um, there's a lot of safeties also. Safety yeah. is a very deep position. Yeah, Raheem Moore is uh is in the AF. He was you know a good safety for a long time. Uh, Sterling Moore, mm-hmm. another one who I think he was a corner. Josh Evans is a free safety. He's and by the way, all these guys also. It's interesting how like some of the AF teams are so stacked with NFL talent and others yeah. aren't. So, um, you know, as an example, like the uh, the Arizona Hotshots and the Orlando Apollos have 22 and 24 NFL veterans. Everyone else is at like uh-huh. 14, 15. So those those teams are heavy on the NFL guys. Now, the NFL guys might not be any good. You know, they might be older also. So Who Will knows? Hill is a rookie play for the Giants. Then he started for the Giants and the Ravens for yeah. three years. Not bad. So why is he why is he not in the NFL? I'm going to explain. Okay. He signed like a real contract, a second contract, had a decent first year. But then he failed a drug test. He was going to be out for most of the year. Ah. The next year, he started playing the CFL before, the, before you know, even free agency. And he grabbed the referee and pushed him. And, uh, oh, he okay. All right, and okay. Then he, then he uh, punched a player. Oh, okay. uh, and then they released him when they were 0-6. So the, really, he's there, not oh. there for character reasons. Uh, his personal troubles. Let me read them. I, I, haven't, ah. I haven't looked at them. Suspended for using Adderall. Returned to the Giants. Suspended the final four games, which was why, if you look, he played 12 games this rookie year. Arrested for outstanding child support payments. Who was the guy in Seinfeld? Where he was? was that Danny Tartable? Who's like still on the run? <laughs> uh, he had a pick six. He came back and had a pick six against Stafford uh, to, to send the game to um, overtime. Then in March 2014, New Jersey police issued a warrant for Hill's arrest for failure to pay child support again. Suspended for substance abuse again. He says he's been trying to make changes in his personal life. This is before he punched the ref in a player. I sit in the house with my family. Used to be a nightclub guy, especially coming out of college, just watching movies. I'm a homebody. Look, took long in the mirror, walk in the mirror. So he is probably still an NFL caliber player. He just not an NFL caliber behavior. Yeah, and Brad Wing were they ever teammates on the Giants, or were they at different times? The punter. Uh, twelve and thirteen. I don't think they were teammates, but maybe. Uh, okay. So he's going up against Brad Wing. No, Wing was on the next four years. Ah, okay. He was on the Steelers and then the Giants. A punter for four years. Like you said, it's annoying to be a punter who's not great because your job is on the line every single week. You're the 35th yeah. best punter. You're like barely near being in the NFL because punters don't get injured that often. Yeah. So Brad uh, Wing, Will Hill, a lot of four-letter words Will Hill, Will Hill. Will Hill was Will a very Hill like a legitimately decent player. All right. 
Okay, now let's go to the other side of the bracket. We have Nick Novak, mm-hmm. another another kicker. He's our two seed. Oh, yeah. Nick Novak played for five teams, 10 seasons, by far the uh, the, the second longest and second most uh, productive career after uh, his fellow kicker named Nick, Nick Folk. Uh-huh. And he is going against uh, a high-profile name because he was a quarterback, Zach Mettenberger, who is yeah, the most so accom- only person in the was- AF who started a game as a quarterback in the NFL. Zach Mettenberger was literally on the bench behind Christian Hagenberg for three weeks. Yeah. Shows you how good he is. <laughs> yeah. Now, you said he's the only guy who's ever started a game. Do you know? You want to know a fact, though, uh, Chester? Let me hear a fact. No AF quarterback has ever won a game because he went 0-10 in his career. <laughs> Correct. As a starter. And, and I remember him, if you were in two quarterback fantasy leagues, of course, he was owned at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, he was very bad, but it also was confusing to me why he retired at, like, 26. Like, he couldn't stick around as, like, a, a second or third string quarterback anywhere? Well, I mean, he, no. The answer was no. He was so bad that I don't know if why anybody would play him. I mean, his numbers weren't atrocious, you know. 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Not His quarterback rating is 75. Uh, he was on the Steelers in 2016 and didn't play. So, yeah. you know, a couple teams took a chance on him. But he was really bad. He was aggressively bad, and Nick Novak was not aggressively bad. So Nick Novak advances. Yeah, the only other quarterback I'd even heard of, other than uh, Hackenberg, obviously, is Matt Sims, who I'm assuming he's Chris Sims' brother and Phil Sims' son. Yeah, he's Phil Sims' son, yes. Yeah, he was on the Jets, uh, and he, he threw a touchdown pass. So the uh, He played a game for the Jets. Yeah, he did not start, but he played four games, actually, in total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, it, it's all chalk so far in the AF tournament, which is, you know, what they say about the AF. Now let's get to mm-hmm. the 7-10 matchup. So in the 10 spot, we have Steven Johnson, who I already mentioned was a pro bowler, uh, an, an all pro, according to Pro Football Talk, mm-hmm. once upon a time. But he's the 10 seed. The 7 seed is Matt Asiata, who, uh, yeah. like, Zach, like Zach Stacey, uh, is known by fantasy owners. He has 100 yes. career, 101 career receptions, 19 touchdowns. Uh, both of those numbers, he's tied with Trent Richardson for the most touchdowns, uh, second to Richardson in receptions, 1,981 mm-hmm. yards, uh, second he to Richardson. He was really a touchdown vulture. He was not a, he was never a lead back. He only had... Well, the, yeah, so, well, the year, the year that, that Peterson was injured, or suspended, excuse me, Jarek McKinnon and, and Matt Asiata sort of, you know, shared time. So Asiata was the goal line guy. And McKinnon, I think that year, literally had zero touchdowns. He had like 700 yards and zero touchdowns, and Asiata had like 10 touchdowns, so... Yeah, you don't often see Asiat had 570 yards and nine touchdowns. You don't often see that. Now, Asiat has a problem in, uh, like, there's a reason why some of these guys are the way they are. He's Mormon? Ah, so, no. So, he is um, Mormon, and sometimes those guys go on a mission, right? Oh, well, no. The reason I was saying that is because if you look at the Salt Lake Stallions roster... Yeah. They're almost all guys who went to Utah or Utah State or BYU. There's tons of Samoans on the team. Yeah. So he and went so, to Utah. So I think they're very much local, whereas I, none of the other teams seem to be that way in the AAF. Yeah. But what were you going to tell me about uh, Matt Asiata's problem? He went to Snow College in Ephraim, Utah, but then he ended up, he had four years of eligibility. He played four years. So he was 1,000 years old by the time he got to the NFL. Yeah. And then 2011, he doesn't even make it. He was in the UFL, if you remember the UFL. It's impressive that he's still in the AAF then at this age. Yeah, so he's a 25-year-old rookie in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But Asiata was a good player. He just got the league too late. Yeah. So what about so? And well, how do you compare him to Stephen Johnson, who again uh, was a pro football talk all pro once? Yeah, but just a, just as a special teamer, I'll give Asiata the win there. Okay. So Asiata advances. We got uh, two more spots: Raheem Moore, the aforementioned. I think I mentioned him, and Jeff Locke. So Jeff Locke was a Vikings punter for a few years. 
I have uh, very little to say about him except that he mm-hmm. was a No, Raheem Moore was a good player. And Raheem Moore, yeah, was Raheem Moore started 54 games, which is by far the most of any um AF NFL alum in the AF. Uh mm-hmm. Trent Richardson started 37, Will Hill started 32, Sterling Moore started 31, Josh Evans started 37. So those guys are all in the 30s. But we have Raheem Moore started 54 games, nine like interceptions. How close are you to the NFL? Like he was on a roster in 2017, which isn't super close, but closer yeah. than some of these guys who've been out for like nine career interceptions. Yeah, nine picks. Like he yeah. played a lot. Uh, is is his career over? Yeah, he's he's twenty nine. But um, Raheem Moore wins his matchup. Yeah, so he he beats uh, Jeff Locke. Yeah, so and uh, and then Sterling Moore, uh, related, unrelated. I think unrelated. Almost definitely, it's a common name. Yeah, so Sterling Moore played more games in the NFL than anybody other than the kickers Folk and Novak. He played seventy five mm-hmm. games, started thirty one of them for the Cowboys, Saints, Patriots, and Bucks. Six interceptions for him. Seven seasons. Was on seven different NFL teams, if yeah. you include just being yeah. signed to a roster. Yeah, so that's a decent career. He was also, yeah, he was with, Moore was with in camp with the uh, Saints and Lions this year. So he's pretty close to still being in the NFL. Again, a, a 29-year-old cornerback. You, the, the, the defensive backs in their late 20s, they're pretty replaceable. Which is why, like, you know, the Jets giving Trumaine Johnson $72 million or whatever uh, now looks pretty regrettable. He's 29. He's in year two of that contract. Yeah. It's really a three-year, $36 million contract, but can't cut him. So Sterling Moore is going against Brandon Oliver. Yeah. And and Brandon Oliver is another guy people know from fantasy because he was like the third stringer for the Chargers a couple of years ago who ended up playing. Yes. And, you know, did okay. Had, had um, 1,000 yards in his career, four touchdowns. So he, uh, he had a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'll give more of this uh, win. All right, so all the higher seats advance, and now we have a Raheem Moore versus Sterling Moore matchup in the Elite Eight. So who's advancing over there? Oh, man. People really do not want any more of this. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to give Raheem Moore the win. All right, so he goes to the Final Four. Aziata versus Nick Novak. I'm going to go with Nick Novak. All right. So you're really just buying my rankings. There's been no upsets yet. Well, I'm not really looking at your ranks. To be oh, okay. I'm all right, so my rankings are very objective and good. All right. Nick Folk versus Zach Stacey. Zach Stacey, excuse me. Uh, Nick Folk has to win that one. Yeah. All right. And then um, Trent Richardson against Will Hill. Oh, Will Hill. I'm going to give Will Hill the win there. All right. So that's our first upset in the 5-4 matchup. Will Hill advances. So we have a couple yeah. of kickers against a couple of D-backs to see who's going to make it to the championship. So Nick Folk against Will Hill. All right. How many years? I got to look at Nick Folk's, Nick uh, Novak's stats. Well, hold on. We're talking about Nick Folk first. Oh, you want to do Folk first? Yeah. So Nick Folk versus Will Hill. Now, this is almost a de facto championship. Is it? I think Nick Folk wins, but Will Hill had a good career, but he didn't have the length that Nick Folk had. All right, so Nick Folk advances to the championship, and now it's Nick Novak against Raheem Moore. How about this? I'm going to list all the teams Nick Novak was on, but never, other than the Chargers, never more for two years. Bears, Cowboys, Redskins, Cardinals, Redskins again, Cologne Centurions in the NFL Europe, whatever. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, San Diego Chargers, Florida Tuskers, that's the UFL, I believe, the Jets, the Chargers for four years, the Texans, the Chargers, and now the Birmingham Iron. Just a ridiculously long. Um, now, Nick Novak lost the gig, uh, the Jets gig, to Nick Folk. So we can't have a Novak-Folk matchup again in the final because Novak will lose that. <laughs> so I'm going to give Raheem Moore the win. All right. Uh, by the way, Nick Novak, you know, you got to respect the hustle, but you have to assume when you play in the NFL for a decade, he must have like a couple million dollars in the bank, right? Well, just from that Chargers contract, because when you get cut, you know, in preseason, you don't get that much money. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, Nick Folk against Raheem Moore in the championship. Mm-hmm. And who's going to win? So Raheem Moore is the goat on the Jacoby Jones play in the in the Brown uh, the uh, Broncos Ravens game, right? Yeah. 
He blows so that. I feel like he's a real goat in 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 Denver history. Yeah. Nick Folk, though, I'm uh, sure must have missed a lot of kicks that uh, broke your heart as a Jets fan. I'm sure he missed some big kicks. Folk was pretty reliable as a Jets. 80.3% on field goals, which is actually lower percentage than Nick Novak, but 98.8% mm-hmm. on extra points. Yeah, they used to call Mr. Extra Point. Now I'm making that up. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to be back in the NFL next year, like if somebody gets hurt. Like, he could easily be back. So I'm going to go with Nick Folk as the best player in the year. Yeah, so... I agree with you. Nick Folk is our champion. And um, for those who want to hear some AF talk, there's our AF talk. Keith, do you have any predictions? I'm convinced that not one person. You said you got DMs about this? Yes, I did. That I was shocked. Be some wild DMs. I don't get any DM. Like, do all our listeners only DM you for some Well, reason? first of all, I think some of the emails might have copied you. I did not see one person saying, hey, talk AAF, please. Well, first of all, no. The guy who asked, asked me to rank every single player is a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And he said he wanted me to rank every player, and then he wanted you to make playoff predictions for the AAF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, all right. So, congratulations to Nick Folk. <laughs> My prediction is based purely on their NFL talent. It'll be the Arizona Hotshots against the Orlando Apollos in the AF Championship mm-hmm. game. Assuming this league is even around then, which it may not be. Yeah, I don't know if they'll make it to the championship or the million dollar yeah. game, as the XFL called it. <laughs> and then we could do this again yeah. next year with the XFL. Yeah. All right. So, um, that so that's done with that. Now, should we talk about the bracket we're going to do next week? Because I think uh, hopefully that will have some more interest. It, well, why don't you just read the, you know, the uh, explain the bracket, but don't even read the bracket because we'll save that for next week. Okay, so what I've done is we are going to our bracket next week is going to be the best college alumni NBA teams. So in other words, all the guys who went to Duke, their NBA careers, all the guys who went to North Carolina, their NBA careers, all the guys who went to but Kansas. Right, you, you get Christian Leitner as an NBA player, not Christian Leitner as a Duke. Yes, Duke. exactly. We're only looking at what they did in the NBA. And so, um, and so I went through every. Now we're gonna have four, 48 teams in this bracket, which means the the top oh, four wow. seeds. You should have done 64, but I guess the, some of those matchups would just be very silly. Yeah, well, I was gonna do 32. Actually, well, okay. So actually, what I did for the seeding to make it interesting, so that there will be a lot of upsets, mm-hmm. is I didn't yeah. rank it based on how good their teams are, even though obviously I've ranked those teams from one to 48. Uh-huh. I ranked it on how many players they had in the NBA. Okay, that's good. So, and what's so, the lowest number of players? So the cutoff is 30. And so I, the reason I went down to 48 is because Wake Forest had exactly 30 players. However, two of them are two of the top 30 players of all time, Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And so I right. figured so I wanted yeah, to include them. To win a game, maybe. Yeah. Now, Why don't actually, you give me, give me one sample matchup. Give me the uh, Wake Forest's first round matchup. Sure. It is a dominant win. matchup. So, Wake For- so just to give you an idea here. So Wake Forest is a 12 seed. They're the bottom seed because they only have 30 guys. Mm-hmm. So they are just barely scratching their way into this tournament. However, the 12 is the worst because there's 48 teams. So 12 is yeah, 16, essentially. Exactly. How, uh, Wake Forest, actually, in my ranking, is the 18th best team in this tournament, which means— Well, like, don't, don't, don't spoil your ranking. But in don't other words, by—well, like I'm not going to say everybody. I'm just saying, so by CPI, they should be a 4 or a 5 seed. What's the—wait, oh, wait, wait. You just said the word CPI, and no one knows what that is. What's the CPI? Well, that was a joke, like, Ch- like RPI with Chester. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, they went away from RPI. They yeah, well, except it's even dumber now, yeah, with their tier one, yeah. So, um, did you did you pick the 12 best players? Like, did you have to make a team? Because I'd love to hear some of the cuts that got made for some of these teams also. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, so, I mean, well, the best teams are the teams, obviously, with the best cuts. And then I also have all the pending players. So, let's let's talk about Wake for a second, okay? We're, this mm-hmm. is a sneak peek for next week's podcast. So, Wake 4, starting lineup. You got Tim Duncan and Rodney Rogers uh, in the front court. Rodney Rogers, he's the guy who got hurt, not the guy who died, right? He's alive. No, didn't Rodney Rogers like didn't get into like a crazy tractor accident or something? <laughs> I mean, that's tractor a trailer episode. died and Rodney Rogers got hurt. I think. Okay, I think you're okay. All right. Uh, then we have uh, Josh Howard as the small forward for Wake Forest. He was a decent player. Did how many? 
Uh, how many All Star games? Yeah, I'm right. Rodney Rogers was in a terrible. Accident. Josh Josh Howard was very good, but his, then he just sort of disappeared. I mean, he only played 500 career games, which is you know short mm-hmm. for a guy who you know was the second or third best player on a on a title contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in a 2008 dirt bike accident, Rodney Rogers flipped over. He's paralyzed from the shoulders down. Okay, sorry to hear that. I was right. All right, mm-hmm. but but uh, in our world, he's at his peak of his powers. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, and then in the backcourt, they have Jeff Teague and Chris Paul. I don't know how many they, how they're going to guard a lot of twos, but that's not bad. Well, well, hold on, it gets worse because their top guard on their bench is Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> oh boy! And then the next, and then the only other guard on their bench is Ish Smith. A lot of point guards, a lot of small point guards. Yeah. Um, and then, but they have on their bench, they have Alfred. By the way, the Bogues Teague Paul uh, triple point guard lineup in college basketball would just dominate people. Yeah. And uh, this team, by the way, if we wait a few years, will be vastly improved because uh, waiting on deck is John Collins, who was putting up monster numbers this year for for the Hawks. Oh, so you're saying that he can't do it like rookies are not eligible for your team because they're insane? No, everybody's eligible for the team, but I base it on the entirety of their NBA career. But what if the guy came in? What if Zion Williamson had gone to Wake? Like, would you have put him on the Wake team? His NBA career is zero games so far. I'm just saying, like, what if LeBron twenty games in? Like, at what point do you draw the like? I well, again, it I depends. Like, he should depends. be allowed to play. Oh no, he's well, there, probably already better than Rodney Rogers. There are guys on teams who have who are in their rookie and second seasons, but those teams obviously aren't very good. So the last guy on the bench for Wake Forest is Darius Sangaila. Okay, so that's twelve players. Yeah, so Darius Sangaila played. Did five Randolph r- Childress make the Wake team? No, he did not. And, he, and John Collins mm-hmm. is number thirteen. So John Collins is ahead of him. Sangaila played five hundred games. Average seven points a game, has sixteen win shares. John Collins has ten win shares right now. So John Collins is okay. you know so yeah so but he, so he's waiting. So so that's the Wake Forest team. So yeah. so they should be a four or a five seed. It's tough that they're the number twelve. The problem is, do you want to hear who they're playing? Who are they playing? So with forty three NBA players, they're playing LSU. I believe LSU was still called Louisiana State when uh, Shaquille O'Neal was there. Yeah, uh, LSU has Shaq. And Bob Pettit, two top 20 players, two inner-ring Hall of Famers. Duncan can't guard both those guys. Yeah. Then, in the backcourt, they have Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Yeah. Well, he was Chris Jackson when he went to LSU. Uh, Yes, but it's their NBA careers. Uh, That's confusing. He may have to go back just for this. uh, (laughs) And they also have Ben Simmons, who, again, hasn't played that long, but is starting at small forward for this team. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Eight games. Like, I, I do think you should have had to be there for, like, part of a season. Well, Kyrie that's Irving right. is on the is obviously on the Duke team. He played eight games there. Yeah, so, yeah. that's a little tricky too. Yeah, so so the, so that's the LSU team. So Shaq, Bob Pettit, Ben Simmons, Pete Maravich, and Mahmoud Abdurov. Yeah, so that's a very very good team. Now the problem is their bench is all bigs. They really don't have guards on the bench. They have Brandon Bass. Actually, there's no one really on the bench you would have heard of. Mar- Marcus Thornton, who's a guard, but most of these guys. Swift. Glenn Big Baby Davis is the number 12 on their team. He's the last guy on the bench. So so that's going to be the matchup, and the winner of that plays on a bye. The number four seed in Minnesota, whose team is not as good, but they had more players. So, yeah. So, I would guess that the winner of the LSU... Akiva's audio stopped recording for the last 10 minutes of the podcast for some reason. So, I will tell you briefly in post-production editing what his questions were, what we discussed next. So, the next thing he asked me was to talk about the team's the schools that did not make this tournament. Sure. Okay, so again, I strictly did it based on if you've had 30 players in the NBA. So it doesn't matter how good or how bad. And Western Kentucky, I have no idea how, but they've had 32 players in the NBA. They're the bottom seed in this tournament. Yeah, but but let's talk about some teams that didn't make it. Um, Alabama, 
Alabama did make it. They have 28 guys, but that includes Antonio McDyce, Latrell Sprewell, Robert Ory, Gerald Wallace. They got a lot of talent. Seton Hall has a couple of Hall of Famers, Bobby Wanzer and Bob Davies. Now, granted, they both, you know. Here, Akiva cut in with a corny joke about how Seton Hall used to be called Seton and is now called Seton Hall after two of their alumni made the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Oregon State has Gary Payton and A.C. Green. They didn't make it. Arizona State, James Harden, Fat Lever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but listen, if, if AC Green managed to stay a virgin with the Showtime Lakers, I'm sure Gary Payton won't be able to tempt him. Yeah. No longer a virgin. Uh, now, by the way, some players are on two teams because they uh, transferred in college. As an example, Kevin Lowry is went to Boston College, which only has 26 players to not make this tournament. But Kevin Lowry is on the St. John's team. Well, yeah, but pro, but Basketball Reference said that they do it that way, but actually they double count guys, and so I'm just double counting them also because it's I'm not gonna yeah, no, they're, uh, they're double counted because if Basketball Reference has it, then they're listed. And also, by the way, some of these guys played two years at a school, transferred to another school, played another year. They they played a lot more both than Kyrie Irving did at Duke, so or Ben Simmons did. Yeah, yeah, couple more couple more good teams that didn't make it: Oklahoma with Alvin Adams, Mookie Blaylock, Wayman Tisdale, San Francisco. Bill Russell, Bill Cartwright uh, in the front court, Casey Jones and Phil Smith in the back court. That's a good team. Yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, getting shout outs to multiple podcasts, but uh, they didn't make it. Only twenty five guys. Kansas State only twenty five guys. Uh, Mitch Richmond, Rolando Blackman. They did not. Uh, Bob Boozer, Michael Beasley. Florida State is in the tournament. Yeah. Florida State has had Florida State. By the way, not very good. They have Dave Cowens, who's you know a, a Hall of Famer, and Sam Cassell. But uh, it drops off quickly after that. Jonathan Isaac is their best big on the bench. So, no. Gonzaga, no. Yeah. But they didn't make it yet. Sorry. Sorry, Gonzaga. Yeah, if everything's being equal. Oh, by the way, yeah. So, Gonzaga has 16 guys. I see their bottom of my list here. Yeah, they have John Stockton and, you know, not much else. What was I going to say? Yeah, so Western... So, there's no way to actually search this. So, I had to manually search each school, which is really annoying. So it's possible I could have missed somebody, but I, I typed the name of every school that I thought had a chance. Western Kentucky was the biggest shock to me. St. John's has had 53 guys. So, yeah. Yeah, so Texas. So we have University of Texas with Kevin Durant, right? And uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Texas A&M is DeAndre Jordan. Texas El Paso has Tim Hardaway, Antonio Davis, Tiny Archibald, but they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I, to- I told you, I made the bracket based on whoever had the most players in the NBA. Yeah, Texas is the only Texas school. And Houston. No, and I thought and I thought about doing high school. The problem is high school just destroyed this tournament. Right? I mean LeBron, KG, Kobe. It's just no, I don't mean individual high schools, I mean everybody who went to high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a, there's a there's a couple teams that have entire Hall of Fame starting lineups, but high school still beats them. Moses Malone also would be there, by the way. Yeah, that team's winning. Marquette's in the tournament. Yeah, there's a lot of big... Every Big Ten school is basically here, but there's a lot of Big East also. So one of those teams is not even top 40 in my power rankings. But 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 had... Yeah, exactly. They had 59 bad players. So they are, they're in my top 40. They're not in my top 30. By the way, there's another two seed. It's not Notre Dame. There's another two seed who's had more players in Notre Dame and is worse. In my, they're not in the top 40. At this point... Keeve asked me if we could discuss the UConn team's roster at length. And he already told me he is going to pick UConn to win every single one of their matchups, regardless of who it's against. For those who are not longtime 32 fans listeners, 
Akiba Wienerker from Long Island is for some reason a San Antonio Spurs fan and a Yukon Huskies fan. Fun fact, both those teams both those teams won the national championship in 1999 when Akiba became a basketball fan. So, yeah. I'm actually going to cut the Yukon discussion from the podcast though, especially since it's one-sided, we don't have Akiba's audio, and we will obviously discuss Yukon next week when they face uh, to be determined or to be announced, I should say, in the bracket. All right, so that's happening next week. Um, all right, Keith, I will talk to you uh, next week. Bye.
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> what did you bring? <laughs> One, two, to <laughs> you walk in as if you own this game
stripped down version. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.